everybody. Welcome to the Immortal Friends podcast. It's another week. It's the week of April 15th. I don't know why I just dated it. Like, Because if this comes out way later than that, then you know that I've been slacking. That's not a problem. Uh, today, we have the same people that we had last week. Immortal Choke and Immortal Meeting. Jack and Billy and Meezy. You don't need to know me. I don't have an Instagram that you can follow. <laughs> Because mine's private, because, you know, I'm too cool for that. Whatever. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about a few things, and then if you guys want to listen to it, you just keep listening. If you don't, then turn this off right now. So, so guys, how was your week? What did everybody do this week? Billy. Let's see. A lot of hippie stuff. I made some homemade Lara bars. You guys know Lara bars? Wait, you made homemade Lara bars? By yourself or with your wife? Yeah. No, actually by myself. Okay. Why would it have to be with her? Why does it have to be a couple's thing? I don't know. It sounds like a couple thing to do, but I mean, to each his own, man. You do you. <laughs> uh, but no, man, because like Lara bars is just like three ingredients, right? Like, that's their main thing. It's just dates, nuts, and whatever else. Okay. But if you buy it at Whole Foods, it's like, uh, it's like a tiny little bar, like the size of your pinky. It costs okay. like two bucks, so the, I just got tired of buying it. <laughs> how, much it cost, how much does it cost to make a whole batch? Yeah. Well, so I buy like the two pound bag of dates from Costco, and that's I think that's like eight bucks. And okay. then you just throw in however like equal parts nuts. So I mean, if you I'm sure if you do the math, it's probably like just a few cents per bar. Ooh, dates and nuts. I like yep. having. It's a good like energy <laughs> thing before going to the gym. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I like having go yeah. Anything? I like having nuts with my dates. Yeah, yeah. That's what <laughs> that, I. That that's what guy. I was gonna say. Yeah. What was it? Wait. What was the third ingredient? You kind of brushed over that. How do How do you stick it together? <laughs> Why are you so concerned? With this? <laughs> well, you know, uh, no, mine, mine was just like unsweetened uh, cacao. That's what you stuck it together with. No, the dates stick everything together. Oh, the dates are sticky. Yeah, you sound have like you ever you're had a date? inexperienced with dates. <laughs> Never had a date. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> brag, but uh, I've had at least four in my entire <laughs> life. So, yeah, yeah you got to know that that dates dates are usually really really sticky. I are they? <laughs> I've yeah. I'm gonna need to find more out about these dates things. I. Uh, I actually, I probably know what a date looks like, and I probably know that it's sticky. But honestly, wait, wait for right real? Now, do you not know what a date is? No, I do. All right, it's like I'm pretty <laughs> sure wait, I've wait, had wait. it does, before. Does describe to us what a date is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when you ask a girl <laughs> to go out with you, and they say yes, or conversely, it could be on a calendar like April fifteenth. Mm-hmm. These are dates so you just take that and then you blend it with some nuts <laughs> that, that's and then you get car bars sounds and does it taste like your pinky as well <laughs> tastes like pinkies yeah tastes like pinkies <laughs> yeah all right we got it that was my week <laughs> that's that's a fantastic week that was all week all week <laughs> just just focusing on making layer bars that sounds that sounds fantastic <laughs> new career by the way, for everybody that's wondering, I actually do know what a date is. I I promise. I'm not going to explain it right now, but I promise. And I just Googled it, so I, and I saw it. I do know what this thing is. I've had it before. Let's move on. Jack, how was your week? It's pretty good, pretty good. Um, I met with my buddy Mark, who may actually be uh, coming on as a guest in the near future. Um, his Instagram is Mabujork, and he does a lot of bullet journaling. So yeah, I was just doing a bunch of collaborative with him, and you can check it out on my Instagram at Immortal Meeting. Yeah, I don't know if we have an audience for bullet journaling, but um, yeah, we can have Mark on here and explain that a little bit. Well, we're going to have like 12 listeners at least, so one of those people. There are one of those people. High? Yeah, we're aiming for the stars here, so one of those people will be into bullet journals. Yeah, we we need to have some sort of celebration when we get 10 listeners. Yeah. Wow, 10 listeners, everybody. It's fantastic. (laughs) 
yeah. Everyone keeps asking me, it's like, oh, you guys are doing a podcast. What's it, the, what's it about? And I just literally leave <laughs> it open. Comment. I never say anything back. Like, by the way, if you guys are wondering why I never responded, because I don't know. I could, I could well, try to tell you, I, but I don't know. I just like how you posted, um, here's our 20-minute podcast. And then it's like all there, right? And then yep. someone was just like, what's it about? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, right, it's right there. Yeah. Like, right, hey, guy, this is the reason why you need to click and listen to it so you find out. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not about to fall into that trap. Get out of here. <laughs> I leave that. I leave that to the user's discretion, right? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, other than that, Jack, just work. Every, every day, boring work stuff. Yep, just boring office life. Sounds like a good time to me. This week, I moved into a new apartment, which is great. It's fantastic. Rent in Seattle is an arm and a leg. It's super duper expensive. And so I'm paying up the butthole for well, How much is like a, a studio in Seattle now? Probably 1,600, 1,700. Oh wow! Yeah, that, is that compared? It's getting close to Bay Area. It's Bay Area close, yeah. It's getting well. I guess Bay Area maybe like a couple years ago. I mean, it's getting ridiculous now. It's like three k for yeah. a studio. Yeah, and it's just spreading, isn't it? Just yeah, like spreading outside the the city. Yeah, it's like rent controlled Bay Area. So the the sixteen seventeen hundred dollars studio apartments are in like sort of nice buildings. They're some of them are micro studios. Some of them are not. They're they're little little bit nicer, built in like past the 2010s, but still, the fact that we're getting close to Bay Area numbers is a little scary. Yes, yeah. that's expensive. So you're you're all moved in, like are you still? I think Billy was trying to ask me a question, but instead he sounded like a robot. So yeah. I'm gonna guess <laughs> that he said, "Am I all moved in?" No, I'm all moved in. There's well. That's a relative term. I still have rice and sugar left in my last apartment. Why did I leave those what? things there? Don't ask me why. But I left the fucking rice and the sugar in the other apartment. I'll go get it. Wait, how, how much do you have that you couldn't do in one go? How much rice do you <laughs> Don't. Hey, don't worry about it. All right. Rice is important in my life. But I left my rice and my sugar there. I will go back and get it this week. And I will hand the keys over so that they can turn that unit over. The thing is, I paid for that apartment until the 30th. So if I wanted to be a dick, I could hang on to the keys and not give it back to them. But I'm done with it. I cleaned it. Everything's good. So I'm probably going to return the keys. Hey, why don't, why don't you just over. be a good person and leave the next tenant some rice and sugar? <laughs> I, well, I can't do that because I need rice and sugar. All right. Just hanging on to free space for the rest of the month. <laughs> yeah, I can't, you know what? No, that's uh, they're because they're gonna clean it anyways, and they're probably gonna throw that away because they're like, who leaves rice? And <laughs> and then like all of the stereotypical things will get shot out at me, and horrible thoughts. So I'm gonna pick it up. Also, in the process of the move, I also had one of the movers. So I I, I hired movers to move all my stuff, and the move went really well, except one of the movers pressed their fat ass thumb on the upper left corner of my television and shattered the, the back screen, the LED screen. Oh, man. Yeah, it's really bad. The owner called me to see if he could try to make it right, and he was like, oh, okay, you know, like, we'll try to make it right, we'll repair it, because I think he was thinking, oh, maybe this is like an $800, $500 TV that you shattered the screen on. It'll be fine. Well, little does he know that the TV that I have is $3,000. So when right. I told him the price, he kind of just lost it and was like, oh, just, man. Just kidding. Yeah, and, and basically he said that the insurance – moving insurance apparently only covers 60 cents a pound. So he was all telling me – I don't know if he was trying to tell me to make me feel better about myself, but he said that they were only legally required to cover 60 cents a pound. So if he wanted to put a chainsaw through the TV and move it, that it would be fine. And I was just like, are you crazy? If you put a chainsaw through my TV while I paid you to move, I would like file a lawsuit against you. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I have no idea why he even said that at all. They're, That's weird. Yeah. They're in the process of trying to get it resolved. 
he said he was going to talk to his business partner and see if they could do the right thing and get it fixed for me and I hope they do because I don't think they repair LED panels for 75 inch TVs so we'll see yeah. what happens. So what's what's the what does the damage look like? Like can you not turn it on or is it just like a bunch of damaged pixels? Like what's going on? Yeah, I can turn it on. Everything's fine except for the fact that it shattered on the upper left corner and you can tell. Like yeah, basically so it's just like a, a crack and you can see like the the fragments I'm guessing. Yeah, there's a big spider web on the upper left corner and then yeah. about oh, okay. 90% of the TV is compromised because lines come out of that corner now, like up and down. So it damaged all of the, the pixels all the way around. So I can really only watch the lower right corner of the TV. So I was trying to watch an episode of New Girl today, and like I can only see their left arm on screen. <laughs> That's all I can see. The rest of their bodies are just crap, but their left arm is fine. So sometimes that's all you need, though. By, yeah. by that yeah. standard, yeah. <laughs> if I'm just looking for masturbation material, it's perfect. It's absolutely <laughs> perfect. Yeah, that was uh, that was my week. It was it kind of bummed me out, and I just spent the rest of the week trying to figure out how to get everything situated in the place and figuring some stuff out, fixing things, and trying to figure that thing out, but. Oh, how's your dog taking it? Because I know every time we move, our dog, like, he has to, to, like, mark everything. Just starts peeing everywhere. Yeah, I when I first moved, she had a little bit of a freak out and did the same thing. This time, though, she was okay. I just walked her a little bit more than usual, and she seems okay. She hasn't peed or pooped inside the apartment yet. She's peed... Oh, no, she hasn't peed in the hall but she has pooped in the hall we <laughs> picked like it a up public hall, right or is this like the hallway in your apartment it's the hallway in the building <laughs> okay so, so yeah <laughs> it's it's like a, <laughs> a seven-story building so it's a hallway in the building we picked it up didn't tell anybody cleaned it no trace of any poopies so i think we're good i think we're gravy so uh, the area you moved in is it is it busier than the previous place you lived in without revealing too many details about where i live just in case we have any stalkers from those 12 people yeah. that listen to us just 12 big stalkers yeah <laughs> without revealing too much uh it is about actually i'd say that it's a little less busy it just because there's a lot of foot traffic where I used to live, gotcha. but I am closer to downtown, and that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> cool. There's there's a lot of foot traffic around here though, but almost you know almost every building in Seattle has like some Amazon employee walking by, so I can safely say that there's probably a few Amazon employees walking by on a daily basis around my apartment. Do you prefer foot traffic or just regular like vehicle traffic? I prefer foot traffic because you don't want vehicle traffic anywhere in Seattle. Traffic's getting bad enough as it is. So any kind of car traffic is not ideal. Yeah, right. that's true, huh? It's like it seems to be ramping up really fast because the last time we were there, which was, I don't know, three, four months ago, I just remember getting like PTSD because it just started to remind me a little bit of San Francisco. Just yeah. how congested it was. Yeah, it it's getting more and more congested lately, and I don't really know why. I think probably because of the the tech workers that are moving into the city. But there's you know uh, what are we gonna techies. do about that? It's like a common problem everywhere. Uh, too uh, bad I'm one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I know like in the Bay though, it's like the the drivers are they can they can be pretty oblivious to everything. They're like too busy. Like, oh tech yeah. Work like listening to I, I don't even know what they're doing but they're always on some sort of device yeah is that a thing in Seattle because like I remember I mean even even today like driving over to the bay like you see a lot of people just drifting between lanes and then mm -hmm. if you pull up next to them you'll see they're just like checking Instagram or something but there's like no regard for you, you would think if you drifted once and you kind of like shook yourself awake that you wouldn't do it again right but here it's just kind of like oh whoops and then just back at it again. <laughs> just keep going. 
Yeah, just keep doing it. There's there's a few there's a bit of that here, although I think a lot of the tech workers and a lot of people in general in the downtown area like to ride Ubers, so they don't normally drive. But the problem now and lies with the Uber drivers because they look at their phones all the time because they're Whoa, like trying Uber to drivers? accept because they're trying to accept you know, Uber and Lyft drivers were they oh, I mean oh, most oh. of these cars have like both anyways now right 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 right. But they always look at their phones to accept a new fare. And the biggest problem, actually, and I was talking to my girlfriend about this because this is a problem in the Philippines. The reason why there's so much traffic in the Philippines is because uh, public transportation drivers, like Jeeps and buses and things, they stop in the middle of the road to pick up passengers. Now, like in the middle of the road, like literally, even if they're like three lanes over to the left, they'll stop to pick up a passenger. Because it's congested and you just have to run over to it? or Right. So it okay. gets it gets more and more congested because more and more people do that. So it gets congested on the right lane, and they don't want to wait to get into the right lane. So they stop in the second lane, and now that's congested, and they don't want to wait to get into the second lane, and so the third lane gets congested. It's crazy. Wow. But that's starting to happen in Seattle as well. During the busy times, you'll often see a few cars stop to the right side of the road, but still in the right lane. So in a driving lane, not in a pullover lane. And there's a lot of signs all over the street that says no stops at any time, tow away zone. But the drivers will still pull over there because they just, you know, they leave after a split second. So there's not enough time for any law enforcement to see them and ticket them or anything like that. So it's becoming a bit of a problem. I hope it doesn't continue on but I'm not optimistic. <laughs> is this in like a lower speed area or just anywhere? Kind of anywhere. Obviously not on the freeway. That would be insane if it was on the freeway. <laughs> but I think I think you're starting to rile up Jack because his <laughs> civil engineering rage is, is coming out. I know. Oh, you would have like some PTSD over here because we have we have issues with the car traffic, right? But right. the engineers in Seattle decided that instead of creating more lanes or like easing up, you know, light patterns and everything, they created a bike lane, a dedicated bike lane that six bikers use on a <laughs> daily basis. Literally, if you're at the stoplight during rush hour, you'll see maybe eight bikers using this bike lane and everybody else is in cars. If we were in Amsterdam and there is like a drove of 30 to 40 bikers every day in groups packing the lanes i would understand but in seattle i don't it's just it creates more traffic i don't know why they did it i don't know why they voted on it It is this something that was new is this something that they recently built they have been building it they've been building it for a few years now i think they voted on it like maybe five or six years ago and they're prioritizing bicycles for some crazy reason. <laughs> and most everybody is still driving because Seattle is not, it's not a bicycle friendly city. I mean, we have crazy hills. Who in their right mind wants to bike up a hill that's like 90 degrees straight up? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that during the winter because Seattle gets, it, it can get pretty icy, can't it? it? Not really. It doesn't snow a lot, but it does rain a lot. And that's another problem with bicycles is it, it rain it drizzles a lot. It's not like super hard rain, but it does drizzle a lot. And if you're going to work or going home from work, unless you want to get rained on all the time, you will drive. And there's a lot of people that work in downtown Seattle that don't live in the city. They, they commute to wherever their houses are far out of the city because they can't afford to live in the city because our average or a median price of real estate in the city now is, I think, about seven hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So, it's well, just kind of insane. And my theory on that is that maybe they just want to kind of have that green city sort of vibe. You know, it's like, oh, maybe you should just bike to work instead of drive and save on emissions. Right, that would be a great idea if we were flat. <laughs> it's fine, but for six people out of 
like what two million <laughs> yeah and, and the thing is like uh, again it would be great if we were encouraging people to bike because the city was flat and it would be easy to bike it's not easy to bike in seattle it's yeah. like san francisco there's like hills everywhere oh, yeah. so well, it's like, like but san francisco it, it, i think it, like it could make sense because it's san francisco is seven by seven miles so it's, right. it's like bikeable but it, i remember I, actually did i tell you the time i got hit um biking <laughs> i did not know I was, I was trying to get on that too because um i lived and worked in a place where it just didn't really make sense to drive like mm -hmm. i wouldn't be able to park even if i did drive mm -hmm. so i was just like i got a bike and for a while like a few months i was biking back and forth fine but one day i was biking in the in the bike lane like not even like a heavy traffic time and then i think i just like came up to the parked truck and for whatever reason the truck driver was in it and he just decided to full-on like 300 sparta kick his door open oh my god kicked it like like a millisecond before i passed by and so when he kicked it open i just hit it and i flew forward and luckily i was wearing a backpack with a lot of stuff in it yeah I, I i literally like flipped and landed on my back and spun like a ninja turtle oh my god and it was freaky because like if there were any cars i would have been run over but luckily there wasn't and then um the the driver just ran out towards me and he he just kept yelling like it's not my fault it's not my fault <laughs> oh my goodness and i was pissed man like yeah like i just got super lucky and i was pissed and so i just like you know whatever i just went home right after that i just sold my bike and just never biked in the city again wasn't there another incident you were talking about like you you went to work and then when you came outside of the building there was just a puddle of blood in the middle of the intersection like some biker got oh. hit by a truck Ooh. yeah yeah so it was it was i think that was after the biking incident so i just started walking to work um there was this really popular intersection i think around like market street so heavy traffic and i had got there right just like probably a minute or two after the accident happened but what happened was a biker was turning right um when it wasn't their turn to turn right so I think it was a girl. She got hit by a semi. And it, like the bike was just mutilated. I think she died right away. Uh, there's just like blood smeared all over the street. And then I was like, okay, yep. That's reason number two, never to bike in San Francisco again. Isn't that pretty normal in San Francisco? Just blood it, and poop it happens right on the streets? <laughs> poop, poop for sure. Blood less so. <laughs> but it happens a lot. That's terrifying. Yeah, there's, I don't know. I think, I think the transition into being a biking city is probably gonna be a headache. Yeah, for it to implement so. like anywhere, but also at the same time, we don't have the same problems that San Francisco has. I don't, I don't think because we don't have, we still have garage parking in Seattle. People are still able to park in garages and and get to work. There's a new link system where it allows people to take the train to get into downtown. So there's not a huge need for bike lanes. And so I think that's what makes this so frustrating. But also, I noticed that the common theme is that it was a taxi driver that hit you. And as much as I love using Uber and Lyft and all of these services, having them get stressed out by their managers to pick up more fares so that they can manage that time and then them in turn rushing out to try to get fares faster makes them a little bit more reckless and then it causes oh, yeah. all these issues but it's not it's not a hundred percent their fault because i don't think they mean to be that way but it's all the stresses of life that puts that on them and so they have to be that way yeah i think it's just so widespread now that like even though they're Uber, I think right now they're saying they're gonna do more regular background checks on drivers. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, dude. Like, how can you? That seems just like so many people to manage. Like, I, I think, um, I think it was last month or like two months ago. Me and Jack went to the bay, and we had, you'll remember this. <laughs> we got um, an Uber driver late at night, and he had like a bunch of tattoos. We're like, oh, is this guy like some kind of gangster or something? Mm -hmm. And I remember we were, like, terrified the entire ride. 
because he was just <laughs> he was just yeah. going like what like 50 miles per hour in like residential areas and, oh, yes, and then barely like, hitting cars yeah he's like swerving back do you remember that there's like no cars around him and he's like swerving back and forth these yeah. lanes yeah it was crazy that we're gonna die that's terrifying i don't know if his tattoos have any correlation to that but that's terrifying <laughs> Tattoos mean gangs, okay? <laughs> Apparently, we should not. Don't get tattoos, everybody. I actually have a tattoo, but you're in a gang. I'm in a gang, obviously, very obviously in a gang. What's right. the name of your gang? <laughs> Immortal Friends. <laughs> 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 yeah, you weren't ready for that, were you? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on to our next segment, guys. Let's. Uh, that's. I mean, that's all great, but it's starting to get a little sad. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up and let's get something happy going on. Happy meaning fights. And the next segment is called Jacking It with Jack. That's right. Jacking It with Jack is a segment that we do here at Immortal Friends. It's uh, obviously a long, uh, long standing tradition here we've been doing it for the last 25 years where jack a civil engineer with no fight experience or any general interest in fighting at all will look at a ufc or bellator or any kind of fight organization undercard or card or main card and pick a fighter based off of what he thinks is best and so jack i'll let you take it away Alrighty. Um, just like Z said, I have zero experience with fighting, <laughs> and I, I watch the occasional UFC fight when I want to, you know, like watch some dudes hugging and <laughs> beating the crap out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shall we start with the first card? Yeah, let's do let's do UFC Fight Night on April twenty first. That that's uh, Barbosa versus Lee. All right. So, I guess we can start with Willis versus Sherman. Yeah, we're going to start at the top of the card because uh, we don't have time to go through this entire card because, let's be honest, we don't know any of these guys anyways. <laughs> All right, so we've got Justin Willis, he's big pretty, and Chase Sherman, the vanilla gorilla. <laughs> Imagine if they switched the, the nicknames. <laughs> that, would, that, that, would, uh, that would be good. That would be very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, looks like uh, Sherman's got some more experience. He's a eleven four zero, and Big Pretty is six one zero. What else do we got? Uh, oh, which yeah. which one? Did you switch it, or are you like talking about them in their regular nicknames now? Uh, I I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, go on. Place place your bets. <laughs> All right. Wait, how, how are you supposed to say that? The, the records is it just six one zero. Yeah. Eleven. Okay. Gotcha. Looks like they're pretty evenly matched up. Mm -hmm. They're. Let's see. Big pretty is seventy three inches. The vanilla gorilla is seventy six inches. Man, this looks like a looks like a pretty even matchup. Some big ass dudes. I think I'm gonna have to go with big pretty. How's he gonna take it? Up the butt. Uh, <laughs> yeah, up the butt. Oh. So big pretty by up the butt. Yeah, yeah. So big pretty's gonna take it by up the butt. <laughs> All right, that's perfect. Cool. Let's, let's right, move on to our that. next fight. <laughs> All right. So we got Frankie Edgar, the answer, <laughs> versus Cub Swanson. Both have tattoos. Both are in gangs. <laughs> both, both are gangsters. Yes. <laughs> they look like brothers. <laughs> oh, they actually kind of do. That's terrible. But yeah, it looks like uh, the answer's got some higher defense because of those bigger shorts. That's the definitely is. Nine percent defense versus sixty-two point seven four percent defense. But man, Cub Swanson's got more tattoos. <laughs> he, he's a part of more gangs. SoCal gangs. <laughs> you know, only one part of him doesn't have tattoos. Do you think that's going to factor into this fight? Yeah, I think I think if um, the answer goes for some uh, leg kicks into his left, <laughs> into leg. his non-tatted leg, yeah, his, yeah, he's he's definitely gonna take it. Like the rest of his body, like they're they're like super gangster and <laughs> rough. But that 
That's, that's like a that, that naked leg is just like the baby boy's leg. <laughs> so yeah, he should definitely go for the the one one leg takedown, single leg takedown. The one leg takedown. That sounds great. <laughs> yep. That's that might, it might be a little dangerous to go for a two leg takedown. Yeah, but look at that palm tree tattoo like in his stomach. Like we don't know what he's hiding down there. <laughs> yeah, roots. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what, fair, what, but what, is that enough to take away from the baby boy leg? It it might be because we don't know what's down there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so who's gonna win this fight? That's a tough one. But I, I think I think <laughs> I think if the answer can get that baby boy leg, then I, I think I think he'll get it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> that's, that's a good prediction. That's a, that's actually <laughs> a pretty good it, prediction. I think he'll get it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so I think I think it's it's gonna go to the answer by baby baby boy leg takedown. Okay. That sounds perfect. One yeah, leg takedown. Yeah, right, one leg takedown finish. He's just gonna Cub Swanson's just gonna be taken down. He's just ah my baby leg. <laughs> sounds That's good. It. All right, All right. Yeah. and then uh, our main fight. All right, we got Edson Barboza, aka Junior. Versus Kevin Lee, the Motown Phenom. Okay. Okay. The Motown Venom. Spider Man. Who's who's gonna win this one? <laughs> yeah, this is Brazil versus U.S. Man. It is. I've been hearing a lot about that Brazilian jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a no-tat matchup here. Yeah, this is this is tough. They're both baby boys. They're just naked. <laughs> baby boy matchup. <laughs> yeah, this is the baby boy matchup. <laughs> well, Kevin Lee's got a uh, an Audi belly button. An oh, whoa. <laughs> would you say that's an advantage or disadvantage? That's like, that's what like would you say? Body part. I think it's it's more body part, so I think he's got the <laughs> I think he's got the upper hand. <laughs> hey, but, but but you don't know if if Barbosa might be able to to joint lock that thing. Oh yeah, might get him in the the old belly button joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> belly button. <laughs> snap that baby right off. <laughs> Rear naked belly button. <laughs> I still don't know what that absorbed PM is. <laughs> what do you think it is? <laughs> Gonna have to go with the how fast the absorbed Tylenol PM. <laughs> That's probably it. That's probably pretty accurate. Most likely, yeah. 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 I mean, if Edson can absorb that Tylenol PM faster than Kevin Lee, then I think it might go to Edson. But I'm still looking at that Audi. That Audi belly button. Ah, man. It's a close one. It's a close it's, one. It's hard, it's hard to pick when they're both baby boys and you don't know <laughs> what the game they're in. <laughs> Can we also talk about the horrible Photoshop job of whoever works at the UFC did? Oh, like, I, I look at his legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. It's all jagged and pixelated and... Did they hire a child to cut these fighters out and put them on this? This is a terrible website. Are we, are we looking at Kevin Lee's legs right now? That border? Yeah, I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> Look at it. Maybe that's not Photoshop, though, and he just has, like, what, razors on his legs? <laughs> Does that change the course of the fight? I think so. I mean, maybe those are his tattoos. <laughs> Leg tattoos based off of, like, and even the way that the lighting works, right? Like, you can see, you can clearly see where the light sources are. It's on the, <laughs> yeah. the top and the bottom, right? Very brightly light lit. But when they take pictures of the fighters, they don't light them in the same direction. So, <laughs> so now Kevin Lee has like lights on his back, and it's crazy. <laughs> oh my god! All right, well, that that's cool. I guess uh, final pick for this one. I think it's gonna go to the Motown Venom. <laughs> the Motown Venom, Venom, <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Lee. All right, those are our uh, fight picks of the day, and now we'll move on to our next segment because we're super organized here. We have segments now. 
And the, the next segment, we couldn't find a name for, so we're just going to call them Current Events for Now. Current Events for Now. Which will likely be the name of this segment. The name of this segment is Current Events for Now. And that's, uh, that's right. Billy's segment. What are, what's our first current event? Hit us. First event for now is... Comes to us from Russia. Okay. So a woman was embalmed alive in a hospital error. Oh my god. And yeah. And so Russia. how this happened was... I, I'm going to try to say your name. Eka Ekaterina Fedyeva. Okay. Who's 27 years old. So she went to god, she's hospital... Young. And it's not disclosed, like, why she went there in the first place. But basically what happened was she was supposed to be put on a formalin drip. So, like, saline, basically. Mm -hmm. But whoever did it mixed up the solution and put in formaldehyde. Oh, my God. So no one knew. And she basically was sent home and started going into convulsions for 14 hours. Just formaldehyde going through her system. And she reported, like, saying that she felt really cold. So they covered her in blankets, but didn't do anything, obviously. So they brought her back to the doctors. And this is, like, all alleged, but the family members of her are saying that once they brought her in and the doctors realized that someone screwed up, they were huddled into a corner, the doctors, and they were basically discussing how they're going to get through this. Oh, my God. So um, her condition just worsened. She went into a coma, and they took her eventually to a hospital in Moscow Uh where they injected her with 52 different drugs to try to reverse the symptoms, but Uh she ended up dying. So now there's a criminal investigation going on. Oh, my God. Jesus. How crazy is that? I don't even know how to react to that. Just going for, like, a routine thing and then just gets embalmed alive. That's terrifying. Who hired that person to mix chemicals? Hey, happens in Russia. Oh, my <laughs> God. I feel like it probably happens everywhere. You just don't hear about it, you know? Yeah. Ooh, that's scary. All right. right, so now that we got that uplifting news. Yeah, I know. Like, that was too uplifting. <laughs> I cannot react to that. I'm, like, I'm just like, what other reaction can you have other than Jesus? Let's, <laughs> I do not want to be part of that at all. It's cool, man. We'll bring it back. <laughs> all right. All right. What's, what's our next story? Let's move on to the next story. Other piece of news. If you've heard of the game Grand Theft Auto, okay. it is the most successful media franchise of all time. So GTA V, which mm-hmm. was released in 2013, it brought in $6 billion. Wow. So that means it actually beats out every blockbuster movie ever made. Holy wow. God. Yeah. And it, they're, still, they're still making money off of those uh, shark cards, right? The in-game purchasing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really follow it that much, but <laughs> I, I actually thought this would be bigger news because, I mean, it's beating out all the blockbuster movies. Yeah, um, they sold 90 million units. Jesus. And I think uh, six is on the way, right? Like that's supposed to be coming out soon. Uh, I don't know actually. I think I think what is supposed to be coming out. I think what what's on the docket for Rockstar is Red Dead Redemption Two. Oh yeah, oh, and that yeah. should be coming out like this year or next year. Yeah, I that's believe. gonna be a big one for all those Western buffs. I'm so addicted to that the first one. Yeah, hog tying people. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't. I think it's gonna be a big one for non-Western buffs because I don't. I don't necessarily love westerns, but I'm gonna play that game when it comes out. Red Dead sounds cool. I think the Grand Theft Auto Five numbers are probably increased by the fact that they are selling in-game purchases, the shark cards. I don't know how that figure factors yeah, out. Yeah, I wonder. But... I don't know how that fact because they're. I mean, from the article I got, it's it's just talking like strict just sales of the game and they're talking about units sold so oh wow okay um because the only game that comes second to that is grand theft auto san andreas which is 20 million u- units wow I mean, that's that's like nothing compared to 90 million yeah that's insane that's crazy amount good on you rockstar and um keep buying the game guys because i'm uh 
I have some stock in Take Two Interactive, so keep buying the game, everybody. <laughs> Make me richer. The, um, the gifs that people put up on GTA Five when there's like glitches in the physics of the game, and it's <laughs> yeah. like the, the like motorcycles driving sideways on buildings. Yeah, they have they have like entire game modes based off of that now. When they they do edits and stuff, they have an Iron Man edit where you get to fly around like Iron Man and. They they kind of reskinned the main character so he could look like Iron Man. You fly around. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, do a lot I, of cool I, things. I used to do that all the time back when I played um, Counter Strike 1.5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do that? Like back in the day. Change the skins. Yeah, change all the skins. Yeah, from time yeah, to time. Just, yeah, you're just fighting terrorists as like Mega Man and then Dante from Devil May Cry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's ways to change a lot of those things. I mean, definitely now. it's easy. I think it's easier now than it's ever been. There's all of those websites that let you download all the mods that the modders work on, and you basically don't even have to do any work anymore. You know? I mean, not that reskinning was any kind of intensive work anyways, but you know, it's, it's a lot easier now. It's optimized, too, so that you don't run into any glitches when you're running it. So Yeah, especially with, like, um how steam does it now the steam workshop mm-hmm. with those games like the what the bethesda games mm-hmm. like yeah. Sky, like skyrim a lot of games there's like all those elder scrolls games yeah because those those types of games they're just built around modding absolutely so, yeah, yeah but then like everyone, everyone's saying like all those games they just they basically turn into a porn simulator because everyone's just doing like the i don't know like, the naked butts naked yeah yeah, Wait, what are, is it like? Is it even good, or is it, or is it like Tomb Raider, like the first Tomb Raider? <laughs> some some modelers get like really insane with that stuff, like it's all realistic, or, and <laughs> yeah, I guess it. That's why they say it turns into a porn simulator because there's so much variety. It's like basically whatever weird stuff you're into, you can probably get it on Skyrim. <laughs> Fallout. It's like they have like all those anime mods or. Monster yeah. mods. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like it's mostly hentai stuff then, because <laughs> it's not like I mean, if you're into real people porn, that's that's probably not gonna do it for you. But if you're <laughs> into hentai, you can move a character around with a dong out, and there you go. That all works <laughs> not out. Enough monsters, I guess. <laughs> I actually right, do so... have my Skyrim modded though. I have it modded to. <laughs> oh, so you. It's what not no, it's not modded to naked. I've never First I've never thing. been interested in all that stuff, but I have been interested in all the hair mods because <laughs> because I want my character to look a specific way and the hair mods make them look real nice. With the Pidgeot dude? Real nice and shiny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let me tell you, that Pidgeot haircut on a Skyrim character, that's perfect. Perfect, bro. <laughs> Alright, so porn mods is a good segue to the next story. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan Peele of Key and Peele fame, yeah, he's gonna be producing an Amazon series on the Lorena Bobbitt case. So I don't Z, you probably came to the states like after this went down, but are you familiar with Lorena Bobbitt? Lorena Bobbitt was a girl that cut off someone's penis, right? Yes. Okay. So it's gonna be a four-part docu series. She's going to be in it, and she's gonna be telling her story. So that's for terrifying. All you young people who don't know what the story was is basically a incident in Virginia where. Lorena Bobbitt, um, her husband came home one day, he raped her, and then she waited for him to fall asleep. So then she went to the kitchen, grabbed a knife, cut his dick off with a knife, and then drove into a field, threw it out, and then she got really guilty about it, so she called 911. And the police were able to recover it and reattach it to the husband after nine and a half hours of surgery. So... The series is gonna, so it, it's gonna cover that. But actually, what the series is focused on is how that story single-handedly changed um, the way that we view media and how news is shaped now. So, like, the twenty-four hour news cycle changed after that story, obviously because it's like such huge news. It's like so dramatic. Yeah. And how now it's like news is really sensationalized. Absolutely. Yeah, like before, maybe news was more just, it's news. But now it's like, news is like clickbait and, you know, views and all of that stuff. Yeah, 10 ways to cut someone's dick off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of deal. 
Yeah, we so should we should do more list stuff on this podcast too. I think we'd maybe get more viewers. Hey, we're today on Immortal Friends. We're gonna try two different news articles and tell you which one we think is worth it. Total clickbait. Okay, we, let me tell you, I did not steal that idea from anybody. Buzzfeed, <clears throat> Buzzfeed. Um, please how don't to sue tell us. You're a gangster. <laughs> oh yeah, how to tell? That's that's original content from us. Please don't sue us, Buzzfeed. I am so sorry. I didn't mean to steal your worth it idea. Or or hey, Buzzfeed, sue us. We'll win. We'll win. <laughs> if you do, please give us a lot of publicity so we can have the money to pay you. <laughs> we get sued. Yeah, yeah. So we have to lose first and then <laughs> get all the money for the ad revenue, and then we can win. We'll work our way back. We'll work our way back. <laughs> but okay, so that's insane. The last story. You, you guys actually might have heard of this. It's it has been pretty big news, but it's about Tesla. Okay. So an Apple employee died from using the autopilot. In Tesla, in his Tesla Model X, oh. um, and this was in my old neck of the woods. So, if you know the Apple headquarters in Cupertino, mm-hmm. so basically what happened was he was just driving to work in the morning. This mm-hmm. was in March, and he was heading to Apple. He, I guess it was his normal routine to just go on autopilot. It makes sense, like mm-hmm. if you're stuck in traffic, it's just a straight drive, like just turn it on, right? Mm-hmm. So he puts it on, and then. They Tesla, they looked at the the system and it gave him the warning to go put his hands on the steering wheel okay. a full six seconds before the actual crash happened. Okay. So his hands were not detected on the wheel before he crashed. So there's a chance that he was watching a movie like the other guy who crashed into Tesla. That guy was actually watching porn. On auto. This guy well, okay, so the plot thickens a little bit. Okay. So he, he crashed into a barrier on the highway, okay? Okay. But here's the weird thing. His brother said that he complained seven to ten times that the Tesla would start swiveling towards this exact barrier that he crashed into before. So he had been complaining about this before, and Ooh. he even took it to Tesla to have the issue fixed. Ooh. But Tesla said they couldn't duplicate it. And then Tesla also went on to claim that drivers make this same autopilot trip the, the same one he crashed on mm-hmm. 200 times every day mm-hmm. so i don't know if they're saying like it's not their fault but they're definitely like throwing these details out there and so the last mm-hmm. piece that we should probably get uh jack's take on mm-hmm. is that okay let, i'm gonna send you guys a picture okay Send it to us. Pick us. This is a civil engineering question right here. <laughs> okay, so if you guys can see the picture, mm-hmm. it's the picture on the bottom. Okay, so he crashed into that barrier. I don't know what you call it. Maybe Jack can tell us. Yeah, that <laughs> so thing that, is, that metal barrier, right? Yeah, that one is called an impact attenuator. It's so uh, when cars are driving and they just swerve into it, like they want to make like a last minute decision. Mm-hmm. and try to take that exit or get out of the exit then there's these little studs um like all along that metal piece mm-hmm. so if you crash into it the impact is um supposedly lessened yeah it's it the, the impact is lessened because you're hitting like a bunch of small barriers that uh, slow you down just a little yeah so is it out. supposed to to turn the impact into like just a bunch of smaller impacts until you slow down or Right, right. So it it okay. kind of it kind of uh, extends that impact so that you don't immediately stop. You you kind of slow down a little bit before you come to a full stop mm-hmm. by by crashing into those small little uh, studs. Okay. So the weird thing about this is Tesla put put this out there that okay normally that picture on the left where it's it's the full length of that mm-hmm. barrier that's that's how it's always been. But mm-hmm. then the day before the crash. That's the picture of it where it's shortened to, I mean, that barrier is like not even a barrier, mm-hmm. right? It's just kind of like a nub. Wait, so, so that's what they, 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 they changed it to that picture on the right? Yeah, so so they actually, I don't know why, but they changed it to that little shortened piece. Mm, okay. But, okay, so, but what's weird to me is that 
Tesla is saying this, right? They're, they're throwing it out there. They're not like, they're not explicitly saying anything about it. They're mm-hmm. just like, hey, well, look at this. But like, what exactly does that have to do with the case? Right? Because like, know. yeah, I don't the, think it has anything to do with it. <laughs> he, he still, I mean, he still crashed into it. And I don't know. What do you guys take on this? Hmm. That, that's a tough one. <laughs> Because you you were saying that the 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 car on autopilot was telling the driver to take control of the car. Yeah. So that's the weird thing is that the Tesla did tell him to take control of the car. So something obviously was going wrong. But then he also has been having that issue seven to ten times. He said, which is weird too. Is like if you have that issue like ten times, why would you, you not pay attention yeah, like, to it? Yeah, you're just like no. <laughs> <laughs> right isn't that isn't that like human reliance on technology kind of deal kind of argument right yeah unless i mean i could see if he fell asleep but yeah. if it's because they said a full six seconds he got that warning why would you be That's sleeping though time. you know what i mean uh morning commute i mean the traffic gets pretty i don't know where oh yeah i i honestly feel the the driver's at fault with this one I mean, if it, if it's alerting you for, the, I mean, the the alert is there for a reason. Yeah. And whether whether or not it's a self-driving car, it's like you you can't put like 100% reliability on the vehicle. Yeah. And it did give him warning, like a full six seconds. That's plenty right. of time. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think <clears throat> I think with a lot of these automatic vehicles, the reason why the accidents happen is usually because they put it on autopilot and then they don't pay attention like they're supposed to. Right, it's supposed to be a, a system where you can do it so that it'll be more convenient for you, but you're still su- supposed to have your hands on the wheel. You're still supposed to be paying attention to the road. There's not anything that says that you don't pay attention to what's going on. So right. it seems it seems like a a weird thing for people to try to blame the self-driving car for what happened when it's clearly it could could have been avoided if the human riding the car was paying a little bit more attention right uh speaking of this one though i wanted to show you guys another uh, incident where this happened this was the first um fatal accident from a pedestrian crossing the road mm-hmm. this, this um, happened out in uh, tesla also a tesla no this is this was a self-driving uber car I, I don't believe it was tesla but what happened was the uber driver was letting the um vehicle you know self-drive go, yeah self-drive and there was a per- person crossing the road it wasn't a crosswalk right um, okay so she was jaywalking yeah jaywalking and the vehicle collided with the pedestrian and ended up killing the pedestrian and they were saying that the the vehicle did not slow down if, uh, prior to hitting the pedestrian, so I mean, I, I feel like this one raises a lot of concern because this is, you know, it's, it's it's Uber. Like everybody uses Uber now. Is yeah. no, is this the same? Because I heard one that happened in Arizona where the car there was a reflection on the semi truck driving next to it, so it was reflecting the sky. So then the car just read that as the sky. This this one. Oh, I guess this one. Yeah, this yeah. one happened. It says around 10 p.m. Okay, so I'm guessing both cases probably something to do with the sensors, right? Happened like in Arizona not too. Invisible. Yeah, there's all these happening in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. But hey, if, if you you're in Arizona, just drive yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you watch the footage, like it's it's pitch black out there, and the car probably had only about half a second to react to it. Yeah, and it looks like so, the driver's sleeping too. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where it's like. Who's at fault here? Like the pedestrian for jaywalking or the autonomous vehicle not stopping in time? Yeah. See, that's that's the difficult part is that transitioning to a lot of these things will require some changes in the way that life is had, right? So if you look at any kind of future progressive movies or any anything that uh, assumes anything in the future usually what happens is that they have either cars flying over so pedestrians can walk on the bottom side or if the cars are hovering on the street 
they have crosswalks over the top of it, like sky bridges. So in right. the Philippines, which is a third world country where there's a lot of cars, you there's not a pedestrian crosswalk usually on the bottom part of the street. Most people don't try to cross the street where cars are driving. There's usually skywalks because it's too congested, one, for pedestrians to be crossing. It would cause more traffic. And two, it's generally safer to have a skywalk instead of having a pedestrian crosswalk, even though it makes it a little a little less convenient for pedestrians to cross the street because it takes more energy and all this. It usually saves lives. And just having it there usually is not enough. Like People will still cross on the street if there's no barrier between the street and the sidewalk, but in the Philippines or in Singapore and in a few places, and they, they usually put barriers between the street and the sidewalk so that it discourages pedestrians from crossing that barrier and then crossing the street and then going up a barrier again and then crossing the street and just use the skywalk to make it easier on them. Yeah, but one thing I have learned with traffic is that pedestrians, they will still use the, the easiest route, even if it's not legal. <laughs> yeah. So. They, yeah, that's what I mean. So that that's uh, that's generally what happens is if there's no barrier between the street and the sidewalk, pedestrians will just cross through the sidewalk into right. the street. Yeah. Right. So in, in the Philippines, there are big barriers, like things that you have to jump over to get into the street. And that right. typically prevents pedestrians from crossing that street because they're just like, oh, I'm not going to jump over that. It's like dirty. There's cars and soot all over the thing. So... They just use the skywalk when it comes to that, but but with this whole like autonomous vehicle business going around, it it just opens up a whole new can of worms. Like, because um, one thing that people want is like they, they really want to be in control of all their actions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, imagine you're in a situation, uh, you're you're using your autonomous, it's self-driving. You're going, I don't know, like 75 miles an hour on mm-hmm. the freeway. And then for whatever reason, a little kid uh, just jumps out right in front of you. And let, let's say you're like on a narrow bridge or something like that. Like, what does the car do? Does it hit the kid or does it swerve off the bridge and kill, kill you? you instead? Yeah, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, that's a that's a decision that a driver has to make if he's in control of the vehicle as well, right? So it's yep. not it's not like something that you can avoid in general. And accidents there's like also that like one consistency between all these stories is. It's like people trusting these vehicles for convenience, right? Right. I mean, the first guy probably just, he just didn't want to deal with the traffic in his morning commute, so he had autopilot. And then this other guy, I mean, it's at night. I don't know where this driver was going in, in Arizona, but it's kind of seems like maybe it was a long distance and you just kind of want to sleep and, and just wake up at your destination. But instead, yeah. he's like waking up to a dead 49 year old woman so oh man i don't even know how i would react to that right yeah that's those are all difficult things i mean autonomous vehicles i don't what the one thing that i can say though for sure is that i wouldn't blame it on the autonomous vehicle itself because i think that if autonomous vehicles if like every vehicle on the street was autonomous there'd still be less accidents than we have now yeah, I think so. I think percentage-wise, we'd have less accidents. Some people are going to die. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, there's, you know, that's how the world works, right? That's how driving works, is one of the most dangerous activities that you can do on a daily, day-to-day basis. Accidents happen. So there's going to be accidents, but I think if it was, if every every vehicle was autonomous, there'd be less accidents. And I'd also, I also think there'd be less traffic. Right, and one thing that... Um... There, there, there's one big misconception about autonomous vehicles. A lot of people think that is just like, oh, my, my car is a robot and it's just going to uh, drive me everywhere. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. Um, the way autonomous vehicles work is that they actually communicate with each other and mm-hmm. with the inner uh, infrastructure on the road. Mm-hmm. So, um, for example, if there's multiple autonomous vehicles driving on a road, they actually communicate with each other saying... Uh, kind of communicating like what maneuvers they're going to make mm-hmm. or for example if there's if you're coming up on a traffic signal mm-hmm. the cars in the traffic signal will actually communicate to you know determine 
when to go, when to stop. And yeah, and it it does have detection on like when to like stop for pedestrians or things like that. So it, it's it's a little more complicated than people think. But I, I do agree, once we have more autonomous vehicles on the road, then it'll be a lot safer. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, we've delved into everything today. We've delved into tech. We've delved into fights. We've delved into a woman cutting off a man's penis. And yeah. tattoos. And tattoos. And being in gangs. Tattoos and being in gangs. That's, uh, I, think, I think that's it. I think we're good for the episode today. We also had a segment called Z for Zero Content. But this week... Because I don't have any content. I actually did have a question to ask you guys, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I did have a question to ask, but we are running a little long on the podcast, so you'll have to listen to the next episode if you want to know what the question is. And I promise I'll have it <laughs> on the next episode of Immortal Friends. But for now, thank you guys for listening. We are going to sign off. We're going to wrap this up. Do you have any final words for us, Billy? Follow me at Immortal Choke on Instagram. And Immortal Choke rash guards are coming. Pre-orders are rolling out this week. Ooh. And Jack, Jack? Check out Immortal Meeting on my Instagram. I said before, I have been doing some collab work with our buddy Mabu Jork. So definitely check that out. Yeah, definitely check out Mabu Jork. That's M-A-B-U-J-O-R-K on Instagram. He does bullet journal stuff. He'll be on hopefully next week. We'll try to get him on. Uh, see if he's too busy hanging out with his uh, little doggy. Hopefully not. And he'll he'll be able to get on here. And we'll have more stuff for you guys. That's, that's it for this week. Thank you everybody for listening. And this is Immortal Friends signing off.